0: Like, I'm cool. A way too deep dive into the shallowest people on the planet. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my lovely friend and co host, Mr. Alex Morand. Hi, Alex.
1: It's five o'clock somewhere, and five o'clock is my bedtime. That's an old housewife.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or Chris, Candace's husband,
2: anytime. Mm-hmm. We are also joined by my lovely sister, Miss Julia Baker. I may be a villain in your book, but I'm the hero in mine.
1: Is that Stu from Salt Lake? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say,
2: that could be so many housewives, but yeah, Stu.
0: Okay, I love the foreshadowing we're getting. We're getting a lot of Stu time.
1: She calls him like a little bitch. Stu chains. <laughs> yeah. Stu's
0: going to put you
2: in chains, am I right? That's good. He's already turning on her. You can tell the pressure
0: is mounting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, Definitely. Okay, my tagline is for Schwartz from Vanderpump Rolls. You can't hide the truth, but I can hide behind my wife. That's true. <laughs> Thanks.
1: And weirdly call out my wife on Instagram for not having a baby.
0: Oh my gosh, we will chit chat about that, but I have to save all of my anti-Schwartz slander for Vanderpump. All right, are we ready to wrap up this season of Beverly Hills?
1: Oof, sure. Okay. Now, I know we're supposed to be wrapping up Beverly Hills this week, but I think you would both agree. I feel like we already did a better job wrapping up Beverly Hills last week (laughs) than this week. I feel like last week was like the finale of the season. I don't know what this episode was for. Nothing
0: happened. Nothing happened happened. in this episode. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. We got zero closure. We got zero new fights. I would have rather they played the little um, preview of the reunion just on a roll.
2: For an hour. but because I've watched it for an hour in anyway. Total, probably anyway. Yes. Do we mm-hmm. trust the preview? They're making us sit through four hours of this. This better be what we're being sold. Like
1: I haven't seen the preview yet. What are some highlights from it?
2: Andy is
0: roasting Erica. It seems like he's like actually going in on her. He
2: says, I'm going to put you on a skewer and... Light you over a fire.
1: So what? Yeah, he says something kind of I'm going to put you behind bars, Erica Jane. Uh, he won't, though.
2: What it- happens if the FBI is hiding behind Andy's chair? <gasps> or like Oprah under the chair.
1: <gasps> it's such a weird dance that he's doing. It
2: is because he was in full support of Erica at the beginning of the season publicly on, like, the socials. And now, according I... to the reunion, it seems like he's turned. I don't think I've seen any Erica support online at all her defense of herself as yes, we know she's wanting everyone to stand up for her and defend her something that she calls for in the reunion preview but she couldn't even defend herself in this final episode she says my story stay the same and it will never change he um and she couldn't say what tom's story was i would like to argue her story did change because now there is in fact no story. Now, Julia, you said that quote mm. wrong. I would like to correct you. My story
0: <laughs> will never be the It will ever change. Oh. Did you notice how low her voice yeah, got? Her and like kept
1: going down
2: until like her last line was just. Oh. Maybe she's will hoping
1: to get a podcast with that vocal fry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I do have to issue Mikey (laughs) an apology because he was there by her side this episode. I know the return of Mikey. Mm -hmm. Do you know who I did not need the return of? Elliot, the party guest. This episode was so lame. We spent most of the time on (laughs) Kathy Hilton's plus one, someone we do not know and do not care about. You can even hear my cat crying in the background. She says, "Move on, please. We gotta get out of here."
1: I was so let down too because the setting for this finale was in the location of the big final fight set piece in of Kill, Kill Bill. Bell. You're yeah. like, well, something crazy is going to happen here. Nope. Nope. Just, though, I guess the Sutton Erica confrontation was uncomfortable, but it was just another instance of me being like, come on, no one's saying anything on Sutton's behalf here. No one's challenging Erica. It's just more of the same.
0: People talked a lot of shit about New York this season. This is what Beverly Hills is like
2: every single season. Mm-hmm. It falls flat. Actually, this was definitely the final episode because PK helped bring it around to the beginning. A nice callback. When PK says that was especially uncomfortable when Erica gave Sat in the silent treatment, PK calls Erica genius. Erica responds, I have bigger fish to fry. Let us recall... Garcelle's fish, <gasps> Kyle and Dorit, who in fact died this season. Oh, I don't know, guys. Oh, no. We've no. come Sending full circle.
0: Okay, that was amazing foreshadowing. Unlike Beverly Hills, I think we should end there.
1: <laughs> well, now I just want to say it couldn't have been Army Hammer because that's not in his his that's not his taste. He won't eat fish. No. So <laughs> Army Hammer is no longer a part of the conspiracy theory.
0: <laughs> Only a roasted Erica cooked nicely by Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think we are going to get anything worth watching?
1: From the reunion?
0: Episode one, are we going to
2: get anything?
1: First hour will be Sutton and Crystal. Mm
2: -hmm. Oh, okay, you're right. They're going to tease us till the very end. We won't get anything into the last 10 minutes of the fourth hour.
1: And there'll be like little Erica jabs sprinkled throughout, like aimed at Sutton that like won't be addressed.
2: Mm -hmm. God, Beverly Hills is
0: my least favorite franchise. It really is.
1: This was the most watched season in Real Housewives history of the entire (gasps) franchise.
2: Wow. As
1: as much as I didn't enjoy it, this was historic. We watched a historic season of television.
2: All press is good press, and Erica is in the press. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys ready for a good franchise?
0: Potomac? Yeah!
1: Yeah. All
0: right, we are in Potomac. I have a question for you guys, and I'm questioning Dr. Wendy's logic. Would you rather stay in a cottage on a group trip or share a room with another couple.
2: Oh. It's a housewife's job to throw shade and think they're better than a different housewife. But I, I would hundred percent rather stay in the cottage. Yeah. Alex?
1: Mm-hmm. It was a okay. nice cottage.
0: I know, I didn't even think that was that bad of a of a shade.
1: It was reasonably shady, though.
2: I thought your question that you were going to ask us (laughs) is the phrase fingering yourself or thumbing yourself. Because (laughs) LaDom thinks that people thumb themselves when they masturbate.
1: Well, when I picture what Ray's (laughs) penis must look like, (laughs) I think of a thumb.
0: Candace, this episode, for the first time, even including last season with Monique, crossed a line for me. She is no longer a fun villain. Townhouse Candace. no. Dorinda (gasps) she's saying turkey baster Tinsley lines it's I think she crossed a line with the going after Mia's mom Mm. I think this is you kind of can't go back
2: from it
1: You watch out, you're gonna get that projector beam on you. Oh my gosh, that was so funny. The
2: flashback to her new projector hand motion.
1: (laughs) Her new superpower.
0: Okay, also they called attention to Chris's drinking again. Are we supposed to be like, oh, Chris is drinking? Cause we clocked that way before I had it pointed out to us.
1: They did this last week too. (laughs) Like, It's weird how much he's drinking during the daytime.
2: Also it was 4.30, we watched him drink at like 10. When Candace and Chris were still at their home, I hated that outside scene. I hated Chris with his cigar. I hated him drinking. I hated him using his toothpick with the camera right there. Mm -hmm. We had to watch him pick his teeth. I hated the empty bottles of Maker's Mark. (sighs) I hate Chris. But I do feel bad for Chris, and I think this might be why he's drinking so much. And he brought it up when he was talking to Gordon. We remember Chris loved Monique's husband, (gasps) who is also Chris. And Chris was explaining to Gordon, he's just warning him not to get too close to any of these guys. Because he's like, the girls fight, and then you can't be friends with them anymore. (laughs) Oh, that's actually really sad.
1: Is that what drove Chris to the bottle?
2: I think that might be what's going on. Because they were like really good friends. Really, really good friends. Mm -hmm. Like Juan Dixon and Michael Derby. Mm Mm-hmm. But to get back to how horrible Candace is, she basically said Mia is a big foot hooker down on her knees with dogs.
0: I like that Mia's response was, I like my big feet. Like, you go, Mia. Though, And also, Candace's mommy shaming of Ashley, saying her body's gross because she's pregnant. I think that's going to rub the viewers really wrong. Her going after Mia's mom is going to rub the viewers wrong. And I know it is because I went to Candace's Instagram and she just posted her cover artwork for her album that is being released. And they are only positive comments. And underneath it says this user has limited comments. Oh. So she's blocking comments. Oof. Oof. And I know she gets a lot of hate online, but it's like, I know that Wendy said that Mia doesn't know ratatata Candace, but Mia is ratatata. She's actually, Candace's life has been very, very nice and cushy. Mm -hmm. Mia Mm -hmm. has not had a Dorothy.
2: Uh, Why is Ascala taking Candace's side so much?
1: Because Ascala and Mia are both the new members of the cast.
2: Oh, it's politics. It's Potomac politics.
1: That's right. It's a classic uh, Drew and Latoya.
0: Except for Potomac got it right. For me yeah. is the housewife, unlike the other way around.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, they picked the right one for sure between the two. I know Candace did a lot of bad things that would make one turn on her this episode, but the thing that made me turn on her was how much she loved her GTFO joke and how much she laughed at that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't her singing, hello, said, I'm Candace, here. I'm
1: here.
0: I do wish that Mia would drop the whole I'm rich, these hoes are broke or whatever she said and it's so clearly like a defense mechanism because of how she grew up and how she feels like she doesn't fit in with these circles like it is very transparent that that's what it is and i wish that she would just drop it and be her wonderful self
1: yeah it doesn't feel mean no it doesn't feel mean it feels
2: like a slight wall up against the horrible things that candace is vomiting at her and mia has a good sense of humor candace goes go get your Pimp, and then Mia goes, "Pimp, where are you at? Your hoe is right here." Like <laughs> she's Mia's funny. is great. Should we talk about the pimp mm. though?
1: Yep, that's what I was gonna say. Main event. The
2: pimp needs to get Raid right back in.
1: I think that GVO that was said so much this episode actually stands for Gordon vibes only because he was the (laughs) only one vibing for me this episode. You know, sometimes we get these teases that like crazy things are going to happen on the show. I was so excited for that half season tease. It was like, and wait till you find out what Gordon's all about. And we saw some, some like clips from this episode. It truly delivered for me. He's so funny to me.
0: It was actually a preview where the real thing was better than the little taste we got. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Mia is super supportive. And it was so crazy. I had this weird housewife flip in my head. I did not like that Gordon told her to shut the fuck up, even though it was joking. Candace didn't like it. And I was like, yeah, Candace, I don't like that either. And she goes, you can't say that in present company. I'm like, oh, that's kind of a weird thing to say. She's like, Chris and I talk like that all the time. am like, oh.
2: Yeah. Oh, Just yeah. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except he does tell her, I mean, we've been done wrong by previous before. But according to the preview, Chris is going to actually remove Candace from a situation, which is the ultimate shut the fuck up. Mm -hmm. I think this will be Candace's
0: last season. I do too. I think that she crossed a line. We all smelt it with Monique. I think this is
2: it.
1: You think she's going to blow up with her album and become a huge recording artist?
2: (laughs) What was really (sighs) telling too is when Mia and Candace had a salad in between them and we are really duking it out in the kitchen mm-hmm. right before the episode ended the m- women like Ladom started running their bodies to physically separate them because they did not want what well, happened Well, they've last been year in this scenario again.
1: before. Uh-huh. Did you yeah, see how yeah. they
2: all started piling in?
1: Candace is truly like a liability at this mm-hmm. point. She's causing all these physical altercations.
0: And who else had a very hard childhood and had to grow up like being scrappy? Monique, yes, That's, Candace. I was gonna
1: say she's also rat-a-tat-tat. I was yeah. gonna say she has like a type that she goes after.
0: And when we look at this, this is a little rich girl whose mommy is paying for her to have a recording career.
2: Going, her at, therapist mom, the her therapist hair. mom.
0: Oh God, Dorothy's a therapist. Yeah, Candace should get a life coach.
2: <laughs> but so we have
0: this rich girl, Candace, going after these girls who have. Had the hardest lives that you can imagine. And she uses that against them. Ashley also has had a hard background. Holy shit. Yeah. But do you see what Mm -hmm. I mean, Dorinda? Mm -hmm. Like, Dorinda was fun. The clip clip, all that stuff. I made it nice. People loved Dorinda, And then she said, Tinsley, you want a baby so bad, you should just get a turkey baster. And then that was it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think the reunion, because Andy says that that's like, their last hope. As of right now, I think Candace is on the chopping block. So Julia agrees. I just have this one thing to say, and that is goodbye. <laughs> it's We're her number one fans.
2: I know, and we even really like her. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> the thing is she's a good villain. I just wish that she would tone it down. I have a soft spot for her.
1: Direct that energy somewhere else.
2: Mm-hmm. Towards Chris.
1: Or even like a Candace Giselle showdown would be fun. Yeah. Someone who, like, could counter her in a weird way. Because I can't imagine her, like, physically trying to attack Giselle.
2: Giselle's had too good a childhood. Candace doesn't get off on that. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. Is that too
0: dark? Candace is dark. And Candace is so funny. Man, come on, Candace. I think you ruined it for yourself. I don't know. We'll see. Alex, what's your vibe?
1: I mean, it makes sense for her to be kicked off the show. But for whatever reason, I'm feeling like she's staying on. Unless, like, there was a truly, truly horrific interaction between her and Mia. Because, you know, the the ladies prevented that from happening by holding her back. Unless another thing gets to, like, the level of a fight that she had last season, I don't think that she's going anywhere.
0: Or Candace is getting death threats and she, like, quits herself. Mm -hmm. People on the internet are nuts.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think she's getting kicked off, though.
0: Speaking of people on the internet are nuts, we have to go to Salt Lake City because I have some drama for y'all.
2: Ooh! This episode of Salt Lake City is the reason we watch Housewives.
1: Yes. This is the funniest drama of all time.
0: Catering drama. Climbing over banisters. This is what I want. This is why I'm here. I don't want real stuff. I don't want the feds. No. I want to know why they don't want to work with Lisa Barlow. And who else is related to Whitney? Okay. (laughs) I'm setting the scene. Angie, blonde one, and Sarah. Oh, Elizabeth, how do I know Sarah? Oh, she was the drunk one at the season premiere of a last season who got cut out Was of the show. Was she the Q1? And these are the insurrection roundies. How Mondays? did she? Uh. How'd she make her way back? I don't even know. if think she got a friend of Kyron. I think she got her name. Oh, okay. Any whoosies. So Angie is trying to create this bizarre storyline that Lisa told this catering company not to work with them because she's related to Whitney. Doesn't make any sense to me.
2: The catering, she doesn't like her friendship with Whitney and she feels intimidated by the friendship. That is the story that Angie is pushing.
0: Which might be true. However, the catering company, um, I guess, was probably receiving a lot of hate. This is speculation online. Because the function that it was supposed to cater was for an LGBT cause. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you're anti-LGBT. So the catering company comes out and says, <clears throat> Real House of Salt Lake City truth. The truth is, at Angie Hardington, completely fabricated this story to create a storyline for herself. She has falsely accused, at Lisa Barlow 14 of sabotage, accusing us of bad business. And it is absolutely disgusting, hurtful, and most importantly, FALSE, all caps. We chose not to do Angie's event, ultimately, as a business decision. We had prior conversations with Lisa and Jen's assistant, Stuart, to tentatively film our new opening restaurant They said yes, blah, 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 blah. Basically, it goes on. um, And the truth is, she, meaning Angie, asked us to do it for free for advertising since it was going to be filmed. Uh. She also told us not to tell Lisa. It was completely normal to get all the information about an event before signing contracts. That never happened. We kindly declined after the call we had with a Bravo producer named Dana, not talking to Lisa. So, basically... They put out screenshots with Angie of text messages and it's saying, hey, here's our event, blah, blah, blah. And then the caterer comes back being like, hey, we just got more info. We're not going to do it. Because we also catered Jin's party for Lisa. Remember last year? That was them catering it. Oh, the birthday party? Uh-huh. And we didn't get our name thrown out there. So it's like, it's COVID, my dude. It's like, we can't cover it. Uh huh. And so it was totally made up. And they're like, thanks for understanding. We just can't do it. And she's like, I'll even pay you. And she's like, no. I think they decided to just like, this person's already trying to scam us out of shit. Like, fuck mm-hmm. this. So totally a lie. So stupid.
2: Which is Text. what I love about it. Text messages can be fabricated, and isn't this totally something Lisa would cook up to help defend her catering friends? <gasps> I love that. Alex, what are your thoughts?
1: I also looked this up as it was happening in real time while watching the show because <laughs> I was just so invested. Because I figured the catering company must have spoken about this now. This is too big. This is bigger yeah. drama than Erica Jane. <laughs> And it it was very transparent to me, uh, Andrew's whole behavior the whole time, too. That it is just, like, the most transparent, someone trying to, like, create a storyline for themselves on this show move I've seen in quite some time.
2: I did agree with you, Alex, except there were a couple of things that made me have to really think about whether or not Lisa did sabotage this catering gig. One is they've got Lisa saying when she walks into this party, Uh, I just hate parties where there's no food. Oh, I think she totally sabotaged it. But I also think that was hilarious. And then also when she was being accused by Angie of sabotaging the caterers, she doesn't deny it at all. She doesn't deny it. She just says she feels sick. She can't believe this is happening. And then turns the whole argument into whether or not Jen and Meredith are friends with her. Bringing over Jenna Meredith to say they like her, which has nothing to do with catering.
0: Which is why Lisa Barlow is a top tier They were housewife. confused
2: as fuck. They didn't really understand how they were involved with the catering debacle.
1: Not a great support system. No. I think Lisa was well aware that the catering company wasn't gonna do the event and use that as a weapon. I don't think she was involved in sabotaging. I just think that she knew that why they oh, weren't doing it.
0: After event the fact and decided to
1: like comment on that actively while at the event.
0: Mm-hmm. Ah I love Lisa. Like, I love her. Me too. Whitney, I can't get on the Whitney train. She's
1: so funny too, though.
0: Really? I just can't.
1: Elizabeth, can I turn you on Whitney? Can I make you like her? Okay. Give you your best shot. She said the coldest shit I've ever heard in Housewives history in this
0: episode. (gasps) What?
1: Damn. Fuck. That is cold-blooded. What was it? She says this about Lisa. She only listens to herself. I mean, does the chick even have ears?
2: (laughs) When she
0: said that, I could tell she was like, oh my God, I nailed that. They were going to use that in the
2: final cut.
1: I just murdered Lisa with this one. I'm going to make
2: a pun about roses and then I'm out of here. Type five. Who has received all of my forgiveness and who I again love and adore? Is it Heather? Jen Shaw. Heather. With her peanut gallery (laughs) comments at the Jen... Lisa Mm. Meredith apology still on the ice fishing trip. That's why we like Heather though. And then she lost us at the reunion. (laughs) It was smart that Lisa put Jen's Louis Vuitton backpack on. So Jen couldn't leave and go home. Uh, Heather who doesn't like Lisa was like, oh, that's actually really smart. She was giving her total props.
1: I thought that backpack was a part of the ice.
2: (laughs) Okay. Is the ice the $70,000 tennis bracelet ice that was thrown into the ice? Was that real or was that fake? Fake. Nothing about Jen is real. Okay. Or does she just not care about nice things because she didn't earn the money on it?
1: It was a gift from Stu.
2: Remember when the Dom wore like Gucci instead of Gucci or something? It's that. Yeah. Oh, and all the New Jersey housewives. Not not a single label is a real That's label who Jen is. Women. I don't okay. think anything
0: about Jen's Shaw Chalet slash Airbnb. I'm not if it's real.
2: Oh, that is cute that Lisa thinks it is,
0: though. That's why Lisa's a good friend and a great (laughs) housewife. I would like to introduce a new segment because we are losing Kathy Corner. I would like to introduce Slimy Seth Corner. Oh gosh, yes. Because Seth is the fucking worst. He gets one line an episode and I go, ew, every single time. This week, Seth, in his one line, is talking to Heather and he lays down a double insult. He says to her, Heather, your personality is so distracting. I never noticed your breasts. And he says this right in front of his wife. Number one, I don't think having a distracting personality is a compliment. Number two, don't look at my boobs, Seth. Gross. And that's our slimy Seth corner.
1: This is a big episode for Seth, though, because I had previously just thought that he was only a freak for Meredith. But turns out he's just a freak all the time, he's 24-7. So gross.
0: He's disgusting. I want him to meet Michael Darby and like some universe. I feel like they'd get along really well. He might
2: be worse than Michael Darby because we have a preview. If you want to do a pre-Seth Corner of what he says next week. What's he say next week? He says that he has sex with Meredith while she's sleeping. Oh yeah, he admits to raping his wife. yeah. Yeah, Yeah, not great. I think that might be a little too slimy for slimy Seth Corner. And
1: we must have a shout out to who Heather whitney and angie descend from we must acknowledge the name of this man shad rock roundy
2: <laughs> the bodyguard
1: i just wanted to say it out loud again it's just such a <laughs> phonetically pleasing name to say
0: gosh it makes me want to have babies with that guy like a lot of them <laughs> <laughs> all right speaking of babies fanner pump <laughs> so as we know i am new to fanner pump and i am starting to make some observations Number one, Sandoval is very intense. <laughs> yes.
1: He's very serious. He's the most serious man in Bravo.
0: I can tell. It's been us forever. We have sidecars and matching suits. Fuck your marriage. It's us, bro.
2: I would like to point out that all of the things that Sandoval said that were positive about the Tom's relationship were things that Sandoval contributed. He did not lisp... One thing that Schwartz contributed (laughs) to the relationship.
1: And I think that could be true of like anything about the relationship is that it's all Sandoval and Schwartz has contributed nothing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. because my
0: second note is Schwartz brings nothing to the table. It's true. He does fucking nothing. If he doesn't like something, he makes Katie say it. And then he's so like mean to her as he throws her under the bus. We have to talk about his Instagram comment. He posts a picture of two ladies with babies. I think it's Lala and I don't remember who the other person was. It's Stassi. It's that was Stassi, right? Okay, so Schwartz posted a picture on Instagram this week of Stassi, her baby, Lala, her baby, and then Katie in the middle. And Katie has this weird, like, kind of annoyed face. And his caption was, I said, Bubba, where's your baby? Gross! We all know that you guys have had a hard time getting pregnant. Like, ew.
2: And that's because it seems like he's not bringing his penis to the table.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i had forgotten about that recurring thing. That's very funny. <laughs> Well, for big points to Randall this episode for calling Schwartz out.
2: For yes. not I did not expect that from him. Yeah, I knew yeah. I knew it. I, I didn't, didn't know expect that from it. him,
1: and I didn't expect him to be the person to call Schwartz out in a way that made Schwartz feel, like, so low. It was riveting to watch.
2: And I didn't expect Katie to like that. She was thrilled oh, Schwartz was finally being it. called out. Like, liked it a little too mm-hmm. much. Oh, yeah. She's like, finally, someone saying No, she something. deserves that.
1: She deserves that feeling. She's earned it.
2: Okay, I have a question for you guys.
0: This is the vibe I'm getting. Charlie and Raquel were background people last season, and now Charlie's like, I'm going to be a main bitch this year. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Correct
2: assumption? Yes.
1: Charlie was a main cast member last year, right?
2: Danny, who wasn't welcome back, she was definitely like the star new one last year, where I feel like Charlie was in the periphery. Well, she's definitely come forward. Forward. Okay. I
1: am not exaggerating when her entire arc last season truly was that she didn't have pasta that she'd never eaten pasta before. Mm-hmm.
0: And I can't tell us she was telling season. us that she had some like traumatic past where her parents force fed her or like her parents made her eat broccoli when she didn't like it. The way she's
2: acting and seems like she had some force or physical, or maybe like she was locked in her room for a day. There was some they they punished her with food, yeah, something like very traumatic punishment.
1: And regardless, it is fucked up of them to shame her for that. It is, even if like she isn't like putting it eloquently, it was kind of like fucked up for Lala to like for all of them really to like use that against her.
0: But then the cutaway we get, I don't know what pasta is. It makes people fat, so it's like I'm kind of getting. If you don't know everybody's backstory, I get it. And I don't want to defend Lala, yeah. but.
2: My defense of Charlie is she was just going in the kitchen making her peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, which isn't yeah. a low calorie snack. She just feels more comfortable around something she knows, making me think that she did experience something. It, that's
1: my defense, too. They went after her for a thing that, like, that's yeah, what I thought, carbs. too. bread
2: is carbs. It's not like she's only eating lettuce.
1: And no one should be ashamed for what they eat. It's
2: like she knows yeah. she has issues going into situations, so she has her way that she can still eat while being in a stressful situation. But then
0: the shitty pasta comment just sounds like any girl who's like, I'm skinny.
2: But I think she was just putting on a bit trying to get screen time. And it worked because that was the screen time she got <laughs> last season.
1: There's a lot of pasta stuff in Vanderpump. Not about the pasta, Charlie and her pasta. It's the definite theme in this show. Now, Sandoval is the most serious man in Bravo, but not when there's a costume competition, <laughs> which is another ongoing theme in Vanderpump.
2: But mostly because Sandoval's there. <laughs>
1: Yes. To be fair to him, he didn't vote for himself when he did it. They all they gave him 10s.
2: Yes. He was the best.
1: He was the best. I
0: have two marriage related questions. Number 1 is more of a confirmation. We're scared for Raquel's safety, right? Like being married to James sounds terrifying. She survived a few Can years. Can I be honest? Yes.
1: I honestly think they're a perfect uh, balance for one another. Mm -hmm. She's so lacking in personality, and he's so just is all personality. I think they're perfect for each other, honestly.
0: Okay, my second question. I was surprised. I don't remember who said it. They said that Ariana would never let Tom propose to
2: her. I don't think that's true. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, she's anti-marriage.
2: And anti-kids, and she's been very open with that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, Tom was so cute, how into planning this.
1: And Tom is very openly pro-kids and pro-marriage.
0: And I feel like she would have liked being on the receiving end of that. You know, getting Mm -hmm. all that stuff. And also, like, they already live together. They own a house together.
1: Elizabeth, she hates it. She's made this very clear.
0: Yeah. I saw her in a pink bow last episode. I don't know. Okay, Julia, you know stuff about business and things. Can you put half of a house down?
2: No, that was so dumb. Lisa was a hundred percent right That's really about not. that. No, <laughs> the fact that she's not feeling more ownership towards Schwartz and Sandys <gasps> is really worrisome because she financially is backing this by putting her house on the line, even if it is just half of the house on the line.
0: You know, they should name it Sandys in My Schwartz. Huh? Yeah, nice.
1: but that's just part of her like I'm not married psychology you know
2: mm-hmm. but she's not actually protecting herself from anything no but I think she just looks at her monthly bills and so she still gets to pay the same amount for her house and she's still paying it for 30 years okay because she's looking at it like Tom and Schwartz's new venture isn't gonna go under <laughs>
0: why is Tom taking Schwartz along on this ride Schwartz does literally nothing
2: They're the Tom Toms. It's the sidecar? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And he can't propose to Ariana, so he's proposed to Schwartz. Do you really think she would have liked that? No, I do. I
1: believe her. (sighs) Mm Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Fine. She'd
1: hate it. She'd break up with him if he tried doing that shit.
0: Any final thoughts?
1: Listen, I'm not going to say how this situation happened, but... Elizabeth, this will make you feel better. Okay. They may never get married, but I one time saw in person Sandoval and Ariana hug each other closely and say to each other while looking deep in each other's eyes, you are my soulmate to each other. And this was recently. So do not be worried about them.
0: That does make me feel better. And Alex has some eyes on the inside. So. So she's mm-hmm. equally intense with him when they're together. That's right. That's what I mean. Like, what's the difference? All it means is if she gets hurt and he goes to the hospital, he has rights.
2: Yeah, but it might mean something different for her. Just like peanut butter and jellies means something different for Charlie. Oh, Julia, that was lovely. Thank you. I'm truly loving Lala on this cast this season. I love that she signed books like a bandit in bookstores. <laughs> the bookstore <laughs> bandit, Lala, just taking her sharpie in her <laughs> on Instagram Live. I like that she bought a suit from Target and then got pissed off that Randall didn't take off the security tags itself. self-checkout. The great
0: Randall tag mystery was one of the most exciting things I've ever seen. That was like quite the uh, Agatha Christie.
1: I have heard that that suit, that specific suit is the cheapest, but very durable. Brand at Target.
0: Oh, very nice. There we go, an Alex
1: brand endorsement. That's another scoop I have. I cannot reveal how I get these inside scoops. But <laughs> Alex is in the know.
2: James Kennedy in a confessional said Raquel will be the first DJ James Kennedy. Not the one and only yeah, DJ wait. James Kennedy, <laughs> but the
1: first. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that was a slip up or do you think he's calling his shot like how Babe Ruth would like point to the stands and say, I'm hitting a home run here? Do you think James Kennedy is putting this out there like this is going to happen, or it was just a verbal slip up on his part?
2: I think one of many. Yeah. I don't know. And you guys aren't worried about her.
0: All right. Awards. All right. My award this week is the DMV Factual Information Award, named, of course, about all of our driver's license. I don't know whose idea it was. We, civilians, could put our own height and weight down. (laughs) And eye color. (laughs) And eye color. But I have been the same Mm. height and weight since I was 15, and I don't plan on changing. So the DMV Factual Information Award goes to Heather from Salt Lake City, who couldn't go out on the thin part of the ice because she, like me, lied on her weight on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) What a relatable moment. Alex?
1: Speaking of Heather, the Expository Cousin Talk Award, named after Heather and Whitney in Salt Lake and their constants talking about how they're cousins everywhere they go, goes to Whitney and Angie. And I thought I would establish this award now because I know that it's going to be a recurring award throughout this series. So congrats to the first recipients of this Cousin Award.
2: (laughs) Congratulations, Whitney and Angie. All right, Julia, take it away. My award is also a Salt Lake City Award. Oh my gosh. And it is the Garcelle Pay Your Donation Award. And that goes to... The gentleman who at the LGBTQ event donated a million dollars. And I would just like to say this man is going to have to be reminded to pay this donation because (laughs) I truly believe he had no intention of ever paying this donation. And I, in fact, think that this may have been a fake donation just so Angie could put on her million-dollar dress. Yeah, he
0: didn't even have, like, a comically Ooh. large check or anything. He just set it into the microphone. If that's how donations work, I have made quite a few donations.
2: <laughs> so anyway, congratulations, man, who I don't remember the name, because I know you're not going to bother to pay up.
0: <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you, Elizabeth. Any tab. You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at likeuncoolpodcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all.